everyone, welcome back to Pineapple Blunt Rotation. Since we've been really bad at giving proper intro, uh, <laughs> we're going to do that this time and we're going to do it every time to uh, explain what we're doing, right? So we are mental health focused podcasts where the goal is to share experiences and start discussions. We want to reiterate that we're not experts. The point is to just share what we've learned through our journeys um, and like talk to each other, get tips from each other and share that and ask and engage with the audience. Damn, that intro was already like a hundred times better than the last one. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to mention that we have an Instagram page and that's where we're going to be posting a lot of content, um, a lot of questions that we, um, you know, ask the audience and get responses from and that's where we'll have like our main engagement with everyone so please please go follow our instagram page (laughs) it's pineapple blunt rotation okay so here what's been uh what's been going on um since the last (laughs) time we talked what has been going on um honestly not that much of note which is which is honestly like pretty notable for the last few months. Like I feel like after like this whole period of like, like I mentioned last episode, just like um, my girlfriend moving in uh, with me and like us getting like settled together. Like we're finally like starting to like, I guess like dig down and like get our routines back in order and like sort of like just go back to normal life instead of like just a state of like, constant like chaos of like oh what's going on here like trying to like figure out like how to live together stuff like that so um not not much has happened i think mainly just like dialing down on those like i've been trying to work on uh, improving my sleep like these last few weeks so mm-hmm. i've been trying to get to bed before four which yeah. is such a low bar for most people but such a high bar bar for me so yeah. uh definite progress yeah just slowly whittling away at it so how has that been though? How's that like um, living with your girlfriend? <laughs> this is the first time you're you moved in yeah. together. That's a big step. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, it's been going well. I think like at the beginning, um, there were definitely like some like arguments and challenges that we had to work through. Just because like obviously like in the past like I mean I would stay over at her place all the time just for like um like essentially like mainly staying at her place for like weeks when we were living in college. But first of all, it's been like um like two years since we graduated, right? And then also, I think that in the past, like when we were visiting each other and like even when we were like staying together, like there was very much still a sense that like each of our apartments was our own space. So it was like, like obviously if we had problems with what the other person was doing, it was just like, oh, like they're going to be gone like in a couple of days, like it's not like a big deal, whatever. And so I feel like there's been this period of like trying to negotiate that and just being like, okay, like what, where do our like living habits like, like coincide where do they not like what kind of compromises does each of us have to make so like there were definitely like so a lot of like discussions and arguments at first mm-hmm. but like yeah I, th- I think it sort of like comes with the course and yeah yeah so th- it, it's been going a lot better now but yeah definitely like that hunt to get over in the first place but I mean I've been enjoying it a lot yeah it's just like so nice for me to like just come home every day and like always have her there so I mean no regrets from my end yeah that's amazing, man. I'm happy for you guys. Yeah. Uh, but Thanks. yeah, no, it is definitely challenging, right? Like Yeah, yeah. Transitioning to roommates and making sure each of you have the space to express yourself and grow. Yeah. And, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, for those of you who don't, 
you didn't understand that bit. Like me here and I were living together <laughs> in Seattle and I moved out and uh, Asha, or his girlfriend moved in. Um, and so she, she replaced me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, I mean that, that kind of leads me to my update. Like I, I, I ended up moving to New York last month and it's been, it's been a lot of fun so far. I think I, I was really looking forward to this move for, for a while. And because I just, I just kind of wanted to blow up my life and, <laughs> um, you know, meet a bunch of new people and kind of get lost in the city and kind of just let go of everything and, um, start fresh. And I think it's, it's a perfect place to do it. I'm getting settled in. Um, I'm like, visiting the local spots for the first time every weekend like but it's been it's been a lot of fun you know i i never thought i would move to new york but now i feel like there are very few cities like new york it's it's not really comparable yeah. to seattle or san francisco <laughs> it's just like a different kind of place like it's not even a fair comparison yeah there's just so much going on in every corner it's so lively it's so accessible like yeah. yeah, it's just I, a different world. Yeah, I feel like it's not comparable to any city. It's just <laughs> its own thing. What are, your, what are the best spots you've been to so far? Dude, there's this <laughs> there's this place called Rowdy Rooster um, in East Village, like very close to where I live. Um, and it's, it's an Indian fried chicken sandwich. Oh, shit. And it's so good. Bro. Oh, my like, God. I, I've had like... I've literally had it like eight times in the last month. Bro. Um, yeah, uh, no, it's it's really good. And um, I have to write that down for the next time I'm on the East Coast. That sounds beautiful. Dude, what was it called? Rowdy Rooster. Rowdy Rooster. But no, man, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of good food. I live in East Village, <laughs> so like the heart of East Village, and so like there's so many restaurants around here, uh, like all the main bars. Yeah. Uh, clubs are all here and in lower east side so it's it's a fun neighborhood no i feel like uh yeah like it's probably i i guess like that's just the whole city where i was thinking like i feel like when like like for example when we were living like near cap hill it's like Mm -hmm. you can just get lost like exploring like just that one area when there's that many like good spots like it's sometimes hard to like motivate yourself to go outside but i I feel like in New York, that's probably true of literally every place in the city. So totally, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. East Village is probably, I want to say, the size of Capitol Hill. Gotcha. Um, and it's just one part of Manhattan, so it's <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, Jesus, yeah, just one part of Manhattan, not even counting anything else. <laughs> nope. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, city that times. never ends. Good times, yeah. Any standout, like, I guess, like, experiences, like, things you've done so far? Places you visited? Uh, Halloween was a lot of fun. I had a yeah. couple friends visit, and, like, just the city was so alive. Yeah. And we threw, like, a housewarming. It, it was yeah. a great it was a great time. The rooftop bars here are amazing. The views are great. The drinks are expensive. They're <laughs> so expensive. Uh, they're more expensive than vegas like i mean not everywhere some places (laughs) only some places but yeah yeah um i did i did go to this uh restaurant slash bar called double chicken please and basically they have they have drinks that taste like food bro yeah like do they 
Do they actually taste like? I can't even imagine what that would. Yeah, no, be so, like. So some of their flavors are like cold pizza, Japanese noodles, um, Dang. key lime pie, French toast, maple syrup. Um, what else? Does yeah, it just? This, does it just taste like they like liquefied that food? And, no, like, literally, it, it does. It does. It does. Jesus. It's, yeah, it, it 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 doesn't even taste like a drink. Like it just tastes like the food itself. Dang. So it's definitely cool. Yeah. I don't. There's no like. <laughs> I I don't know if I would go again necessarily because I don't. Got you. There's no real point to it, but as a mm. novelty, it's cool. You know. Got it's you. Like, yeah. Oh wow, this is cool. <laughs> yeah. Like damn, yeah. I didn't realize you could do that. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> they do have a they have a really good ch- uh, fried chicken sandwich. Got you. Uh, I'd say Red Rooster still better, but there are others <laughs> that, that say otherwise that you know yeah. double chicken please is better. But yeah, those good. others are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can come and try them for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, objective third party. <laughs> got you, got you. So today we're going to talk about work-life balance. And this is something that I personally have dealt with over the last couple of years, have struggled with. Um, and it's, I feel like a lot of people our age, you know, in their early 20s, like right after college, as they enter the workforce, are, are beginning to struggle with this concept, right? It's like this constant push of pull of work and life. Uh, and it's it's interesting because especially in you know higher pressure communities like and high schools <laughs> and colleges i feel like it's kind of we kind of do all this work right and push ourselves so hard to get to this point where we're yeah. at right now right to graduate and get that get that internship get that yeah. job get that you know degree grades whatever right and now we're here we're in the workforce we're here and now it's like okay we're here and (laughs) what are we are we still doing that like are we still are we still trying to get somewhere like what's 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 the what's there's no clear path right yeah and so it's not like oh i just need to do this and then i'll that'll happen and then i'm good right because that's kind of the the mindset which which with which we push ourselves until now and now suddenly it's like your life could go in so many different directions and there's no clear path there's no answers there's no like there's no guidance really and so it's it's so easy to you know get stuck yeah with work life balance and struggle with it because yeah. there's no there's no rule book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What do yeah. you think of here? Yeah, I mean, I agree with most of what you said. Um, I think it is slightly different for me because I think for me, like, I feel like I have a strong, I've always had a strong sense of, I guess, like what I'm passionate about in terms of like, I'm really into philosophy and I'm really into art. And I've always known that like, those are the things I kind of want to pursue, like outside of my job, like once I started working. But I think for me, it's like work-life balance is less about like, like, 
I think for me, like the biggest way it shows is less in like, I guess like now, like taking a look at my life and like not knowing what to do as much as it is like not taking care of myself and like not giving myself the time to pursue those passions that I know that I have and those hobbies that I know that I want to pursue. Like, and I think like the biggest thing for me is that, yeah, like, yeah, it's more about losing that sense of passion uh, because I'm neglecting myself. Yeah. So I guess a good way to start this discussion is probably to talk about, hey, how has, what has work-life balance meant historically? Like, how has it been historically, right, throughout um, high school and college and then yeah, the yeah. first couple years into the workforce? So what, what has your experience been so far? It's definitely been rough. Yeah, it, it's definitely been rough, and I don't even know necessarily if that's because like like oh like my my job right now is like that much worse compared to like yeah like I don't know if it's that like my job is that much worse compared to like how things were like when I was working for like school or anything like for I feel like for me it's very much that like like growing up like like going through high school and then going through college like there's a very set structure and like going to college, it's like, yeah, there's like that set structure of like, okay, there's like certain goals I need to achieve, like I need to get these grades. But like, even like, it's kind of this weird thing where we had very set, like goals. But at the same time, outside of that, it's like, if we wanted to like one day in college, like, we could just like, sleep, sleep in the whole day, like fuck around and then like, just like, get our work done, like when, like, as long as it was before, like whenever we needed, like our deadlines were versus like, I think it's definitely been a shift for me, like moving into like sort of starting my own life and like having to integrate, like having that sort those sorts of like routines and habits about like, okay, I need to work for this many hours per day. I need to like, like schedule and structure my own time. And then even outside of work, it's definitely like, I feel like even that's like less clear in terms of like hobbies and passions, because in college, like, obviously you're living around your friends, like everyone, like there's always something to do or like you can join in like just like going to their place and like hanging out like it's definitely been a shift like moving over to this like lifestyle where it's more like okay I need to put in that initiative to like put like take that time for myself versus like yeah how things were before yeah it's a struggle I feel like none of us have figured out the answer yeah uh especially this early on in our careers where I feel like we're only just realizing that this is a problem in the first place yeah yeah right for me i feel like i i have struggled with work-life balance over the last couple to since i started the job almost three years from now i have struggled with it um it's it's been obviously there are better times and worse times but i think it took it ended up like over the last not recently but over the last couple of years it it took a big toll on me it was impacting it has impacted my life in a lot of negative ways i felt mm-hmm. stuck for a long time i felt like yeah if you've ever been in an environment where you're told like you know work is life like what do you mean work life balance or like you know oh my god hey, like Oh yeah, work-life balance. But then, 
that'll be the official messaging but then you know the culture yeah you can't really change that with messaging yeah and oh my so God. it's some it's like it's things that you have to kind of navigate and as as a person who's just entered the workforce it's difficult to navigate things like that especially when throughout college things have been very clear and it's just like oh yeah i just need to work this much you yeah. pretty much do what you're told right like for the most part yeah and so when you enter the workforce you kind of have to start making those decisions for yourself regardless yeah. of what anyone or any authority is saying out there yeah. yeah, I think it, it definitely it, de it took a it took a big toll on me. I think it it was always something, right? It was always like, oh, I just need to, I just need to get this project out. I just need to get this yeah. next promo. Um, it's always it's always the next promo. Right? <laughs> always the next promo. There's always the next good. promo. And then I won't care after that. You always yeah. tell yourself these things, right? Um, but <sighs> yeah, it. It was, it was a lot. It affected me. It affected like my connection to myself. I was just so drained and numb yeah. working that it affected my the relationships around me. My relationship yeah, yeah. myself. Um, you know, not getting time to pursue hobbies to yeah uh, just sit and relax and let my brain wander. Right. I think that's something that I missed. And that's something that I'm finally getting better at now. Yeah. But I think, I think that's the main thing. Like if you're working so much, it's like you stop, you stop feeding your soul, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Does that make your heart full, make your soul full? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. It took, it took, it took a while to even realize that, oh, this is toxic. This, yeah, is, yeah. this is giving me anxiety. This is like giving me a lot of stress. And that I don't need to be in that situation. It's a lot of it is to do with your own mindset, right? Regardless of what yeah, you yeah. like, what is, how are you looking at it? Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's always, I mean, I feel like, especially growing up in competitive environment, it's always been like, oh, I need to perform. I need to be better than the others. Like I need to stand out. I yeah. Yeah. You know show that i'm capable and you know always fishing for the uh you know the compliments and the yeah yeah like <laughs> of course a certain philosophy of sacrificing today for tomorrow yeah right and that again it goes back to the the promo the you know the, yeah, uh, yeah if i work um, I mean, how many times have you seen this idea, right? Like, yeah. All these people entering the workforce and then just going like, yeah, my plan is to just work really hard for like 5, 10, 15 years and then yeah. retire, right? Quick decade uh, long detour. Yeah. And just like <laughs> completely dissociate with yourself for 10 yeah. years. <laughs> and then yeah, life will happen after that, right? Uh, yeah. And that just ends up putting you in this place where you're so lost and yeah you just kind of stray further and further from yourself yeah you just end up putting off your life until it's already over yeah i mean yeah, yeah. damn that's fucking that's horrible to hear like i can't even imagine that like um 
yeah, like, I feel like there's, like, so much in what you said just to, to like, all the dynamics of, like, work-life balance, like, the mindset, like, the external pressures. Like, I guess, like, I'm just curious, do you feel like when you were sacrificing your life, like, for work and when you were in that place, like, do you feel like that was more driven by that, like, external pressure from, like, your manager and stuff to, like, oh, you need to perform better, oh, you should be working more, or do you feel like it was more that, like, internal like mindset that you talk about where it's like you felt like okay i need that next promo like i need that next accomplishment i think it's i think it's internal right i think it's yeah i mean external like you can't control the world people are gonna say yeah. say right like everyone <laughs> has their own interests right like yeah your manager has his own interests you know business interests and yeah and your manager's manager will have the same ones and yeah it's it's like corporate world is a hierarchy of um what's the word i'm looking for <laughs> um it's a hierarchy of uh domination yeah exploitation and exploitation right? yeah That's how it is right and, and definitely some environments capital <laughs> <laughs> yeah. definitely some environments are better at handling it than yeah, yeah but that's kind of built into the nature of it, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I think it was more to do internally. It was this, I had this idea of like, hey, I just want to get to this place. Yeah. I want to get to this place where I don't have to worry about money. I don't have to worry about yeah, yeah. You know, uh, something else. And especially I think it was combined with the fact that my job like, even though like I was growing and it was like, you know, all of these things, but it yeah. wasn't, there was something missing for me. Yeah. I felt like I was sacrificing something for myself. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Some connection towards what I want to do with my life. Yeah. Severing like uh, a connection towards meaning. On yeah. A yeah. Of, like, fundamental level. And yeah. so, it was extra like, oh, I want to get to this faster. Yeah, yeah. So that I can go do those things, right? Yeah. So that kind of that that kind of mindset. Got you, got you. Yeah. But now no, I mean, it, the symptoms of it, man, like, let me tell you, like, <laughs> it was, I was, I was waking, I was going to sleep thinking about work. Yeah. I was waking up thinking about work. You know, oh like what I should do, like what yeah. I do, how I can change this. How it was, it's like this obsession, right? Yeah, it's yeah. An obsession, and it was just. And that's how burnout happens, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was just very consuming. Yeah. To the point where, like, I would just. I remember, like, there were times, like, I would be driving back from work, and I would just be so like. I would be numb in the car to the yeah. point where I wouldn't even realize I was driving. I would just drive home and somehow I would like end up at home. <laughs> yeah. Like not even thinking about it. And then yeah. I would just, I remember like there were so many days I would come back and I would just sit in the car. Yeah. For like, because I was like, I would just be so trained and like i just i just i need some time to just sit and i yeah, would yeah. sit there in the car in the garage and just like 
breathe. Like it, it was that bad. Like it was just yeah. It was so consuming. Jesus. Yeah, and so if I know, I know for a fact that a lot of people are dealing with this already. Yeah, and it is fucking sad. Yeah, it is like truly, truly like I don't wish that on anyone. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about number of hours necessarily. Yeah. I know people that are seemingly working more than 60, 70 hours, but they're also fine. Maybe at this point in their life, that's what they need the most. That's what's giving them the passion. Yeah. That's not true for everyone. Yeah, definitely. And that, and that also doesn't have to necessarily do with the number of hours. You can, yeah. you can burn out working 50 hours a week. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, yeah, I can imagine like, like if like, yeah, if the world work is like really difficult, like it doesn't matter if like you only even worked like six or seven hours that day, like you're still going to come back home, like exhausted, like you're not going to have the bandwidth to do anything else. Yeah. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So how, uh, how, like what, what was the point, like. I guess like when once you were in that like what was your like fracture point like when did you realize like okay like this like I can't do this anymore like was it like a slow like realization or was it was there like one event where you were like like suddenly had a clarity No it was slow it was yeah. slow it was it was a feeling that was slowly marinating inside me Yeah and it slowly kept building and building and building yeah. And that was actually the first time I started therapy. Yeah. Um, for that, specifically for that, how to mm. deal with burnout, like now, like work life balance, that kind of stuff. Like yeah. how to have, how to be more in touch with myself. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's when I started learning some techniques. I started practicing, you know, yeah, like daily check ins, right? Yeah. Like, oh, every day after work or at any, any, not after work or at 3 p.m. or whatever yeah check in with yourself right uh, hey what am i feeling yeah am i feeling stressed where am i feeling stressed why am i feeling stressed what i'm going to do about it and what i'm going to do for myself later that day yeah simple just literally three simple questions right yeah but i was so surprised that i was i wasn't asking myself those questions at all yeah yeah right um, and when I did start doing that, by the way, I, I'm terrible at continuing, like I'm terrible at <laughs> holding myself to do these things. Yeah. But, but when I did start doing that, I did it very religiously for like a month or two. Yeah, yeah. It helped a lot. Yeah. Like it helped a lot. I, it would, it didn't fix everything. It didn't, but it, it, it helped me at least find that voice inside me yeah yeah for the first time right that's you yeah um, that like okay listen listen to your mind listen yeah. to your body right like so yeah. that 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 was the first time that and and yeah, then and then kind of everything else built on top of that yeah yeah i got you yeah i feel like when you're in that kind of environment like it's so hard 
like part of the reason it's so hard to get out of it is like just yeah like you don't even have the time to like even really acknowledge or like come to terms with like how you're feeling and like yeah, yeah it can be difficult to like like yeah it's, it's difficult to find time and I also think like it's so easy to like like almost like lie to yourself and be like oh I'm fine like like to not to to almost like think like oh like I I know how I'm feeling like I don't yeah, you don't need to, you don't necessarily need to take that step back, even though, like, once you do, like, even if it's only for a couple of minutes, like, yeah, like, you suddenly realize, like, oh, there's been so much stuff, like, I wasn't, like, letting myself, like, be aware of, or, like, I didn't have the bandwidth to, like, yeah, like, have awareness of, yeah. Totally, the way I think about it is kind of, like, being and operating in first person. Yeah. (laughs) Like, like in a shooting game, like, yeah. yeah. Like there's you have a first person view, and then you have a third person view, or second, yeah, I don't fucking know, second, third person, third one, person, one point five person view, where it's like, yeah. you know slightly outside your yeah. normal field of vision, and you, suddenly you can see more clearly where you're actually at. Yeah, it's yeah. so much easier to orient yourself. Yeah, um, I should have known, dude. I I suck, yeah. at, I suck at first person shooter games. <laughs> yeah, oh god, I, I Life yeah. is an FPS, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, though, like that's such like a that's such like a perfect metaphor because I think it very much is like taking that step back to like be aware of yourself. Like yeah. you get so caught up like just in like what you're doing, like that immediate like perspective or like tasks that you're working on that like you don't take that step back to be like where the fuck am I? Like what is my life right now? Yeah. Yeah. How has it been for you? Like, what are what have the what have the um, the downturns been like? In times where you like say weeks where you have terrible work life balance, right? You're working constantly throughout the weeks. What yeah. things have you? Um, I mean, like, just like my fucking like mental health just like plummets like I'm like I find myself like really stressed out by everything like irritable like I definitely like I think a big thing is like just like all of like my passion and like the enjoyment I get out of like like everyday activities just like gets sucked out of me like there's lots of times like like I don't like like what yeah when when my work-life balance is bad like it's like I'll give myself time like to like I'll try to give myself time to like take a break and like like focus on my life and it's just like I won't even really know where to start or what to do just because like I feel so drained that it's like I don't really want to do anything like nothing really gives me that like joy anymore like I I think like that's one of the big things for me and um I think that's very related to again like um like my mental health like because I think uh yeah like that's a big part of like when my mental health gets worse, like I just lose that enjoyment. And then I stop like really like taking care of myself as much. Like I stop like eating well, sleeping well, things like that. And it's sort of like this loop where it's like, um, like maybe like I have like a rough week because of like personal things or because of something at work. And then it's like, because of that, like I'm, uh, I take care of myself less. And then uh, because of that, like it becomes harder to keep up with work. And I start like, yeah, like just dealing with work in like a more unhealthy way. And like that causes me to take care of myself even less. And so, yeah, yeah. It's like this, 
like self-perpetuating cycle almost until like I finally like force myself to like take a step back and I'm just like okay like I can't I can't live like this or like my therapist like I'll, I'll uh, like a lot of times like when I go to therapy like I feel like the big thing is just that like like you were saying like that just gives some time to like take a step back and just be like okay like you don't like you don't need to be working this hard on this or like uh like like figuring like getting this project out by the end of the week like isn't as important as you actually think like you have a lot more time to take care of yourself and yeah yeah I, i'd say like that's like the that's pretty much like the cycle for me like when <laughs> my work life balance goes out of whack yeah that that makes sense yeah yeah it's like every day like other tasks overwhelm you right it's like yeah it's like and then everything else also kind of feels just like a task you know yeah yeah cooking cleaning yeah uh, talking to people yeah um, you know calling home like yeah you know calling you know whoever it is you need to call yeah if you're in a relationship that like it's just yeah. everything is just so like just because you don't know you're not in touch with yourself at all yeah everything else is so so burdening oh definitely yeah uh, everything every single thing just feeding yourself yeah 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 when that like yeah because like when that enjoyment goes away it's like they aren't like things you enjoy anymore, right? They stop becoming a part of your life and they just become like, okay, like I have to eat every day. So it's like, I'm ticking off that box. It's like, just like, yeah. Yeah. And I think one thing I've noticed over the last couple of years is this, like you were saying, there's a cycle, but I'd say like, I'd say there's also a cycle for like staying numb, right? Mm. Because you're so tired and you're so burnt out from everything it's like do you have you ever noticed like a lot of older people like parents working for jobs and stuff who just after work all they do is like stare at the tv yeah yeah that's definitely that's a thing right like yeah that's that i feel like there's a whole generation of people that are just glued to the tv yeah and there's a reason for that, right? Like, it's not out of nowhere. It's because you're so burnt out and sucked out of everything. Yeah. Right? From your job. And not just job. Like, everything for this this society has set up for us, you know? I mean, yeah. the job is one thing, but the reason you do this job is because you have to fucking pay for healthcare and you have to pay yeah, for, yeah. you know, this three million dollar house in the bay area yeah. and you have, to, you have to pay for your kids college tuition yeah. right and you have to leave you have to send money back home like all of these things right and so that's the reason you do it yeah but then you're not in touch with yourself at all yeah you don't know you lose purpose for your very own being of existence, right? Yeah. Not not in not in relation to other people. Like, yeah, I have to live for these other people. <laughs> but like, why do you have to live for yourself? You kind yeah, of lose yeah. that, right? And so then you can't create yeah. in your free time. You can't yeah, create yeah. anything. You can't you can't create any art. You can't work on anything cool. 
yeah. you just consume. And so oh, yeah, become definitely. consumers of TV. And like for that generation, it's TV. It's yeah. if you just find yourself watching Netflix all the time, like yeah, yeah. something like that, right? And for us, I feel like it's manifested itself in staying glued to our phones and oh yeah, yeah. TikTok and social media, like any kind of social media is just passive entertainment. It's not entertainment. It's just like <laughs> it's it's a way to keep our minds engaged yeah. without actually creating being creative. Yeah. White and noise. Yeah, it's just white noise and it's just it's not even relaxing. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who says watching TikToks is relaxing is it's not. You're full of shit. Like it's <laughs> it's literally like you you will never feel more well rested after watching TikToks for an hour. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, most of the time. Yeah. I think I like I think not already drained, which is yeah, like yeah. If it's just pure entertainment, I understand, yeah. but it is 95% never that. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? It's not used in that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you you know when I found out it was a problem. It was when is when I realized I was ignoring people people that I like there would be there would be messages on my phone from people right people who I love people who like you know I have these connections with and I would ignore them and instead spend time on reels or tiktok Mm. you know and that's when I realized that this is and I started questioning why that is like why is it that I do that yeah um and I realized that that was the reason. I just didn't have the energy to engage with them. Yeah, yeah. And 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 that was that was like, and that's when I realized I had a problem. Yeah, yeah. Because the reels they give you so much in return, right? <laughs> they give you so much. They give you a much higher dopamine kick. Yeah. For putting in nothing. Yeah. So then yeah. it's like then obviously your brain is going to prefer that. It's going to create yeah. that because we don't even know how to, we don't even know how to react to these kinds of stimulus. Um, yeah. Like, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. The whole science of social media <laughs> is really, really interesting. It's, yeah. Our brains are not built to handle this shit. And it's like, it's very much built to exploit us. Yeah. She is dystopian. Yeah. Yeah, not even, like, yeah, there's, like, the social media, like, our brain's not being able to handle it. There's the algorithms. Like, there's so many ways it's, like, fucked up and exploitative. Yeah. If you're listening to this, like, I want you to ask yourself, when was the last time you actually felt well-rested? And if you have an answer to that question, I'm already jealous of you. (laughs) And, like, you were doing something right, and please, please share your experience with us and, like, (laughs) But as far as I can tell, like, most people are struggling with this. Yeah, the second you said, well, you rested, I started yawning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, it's a problem. Uh, it's sort of like a almost, like, I don't know, like, it, it almost seems like, like, I wonder, like, like, I feel like it's, like, like, I definitely agree with what you're saying about, like, social media and, like, the way that, we sort of get like lulled into like passivity 
instead of like actually thinking about like okay like why am i doing this like why don't like like why don't i have the energy to do other things i want to do with my life but i i almost see it as like do you like i kind of see it as like a symptom of like the problem you know because i feel like when i do have that energy like when i am like taking care of myself like it's almost like the the motivation to like do that like is a lot lower too, right? Like it's like I feel like more motivated to like go out and like spend time with my friends and like just explore and stuff. So I wonder like like I guess like from your perspective, like do you feel like like do you see it as more of like like a symptom or like do you feel like that's like contributed to the problem for you before? Like I, I mean like it's I guess for me like it's definitely contributed in the sense where it's like like just took up my attention like white noise and like so I didn't like take that step back and I wasn't like being mindful about like what I was doing but yeah just curious yeah no I think I don't think it's just a symptom I think it contributes to the problem because it takes something out of you right like when you get those like when you get those like it's different when you're like looking for entertainment right but when you're scrolling in your pastime when like, you know, when you're already down and tired, right? It's making your brain more tired. There is something that is lost. There is something that is lost by doing that. It's the ability to create or apply something that you know already. Yeah. So let's say you've spent all this time learning, right? You have certain ideas, some ideas of philosophy yeah instead of learning more there's a certain sense of like just sitting with what you do have right and allowing your brain to wander with it yeah and create it's taking away from that constant never-ending bombardment of information is taking away from that ability to create. Because the most creative mind is a bored mind, right? Like that's what that's what research tells us. Like in the, yeah, like in the like not actively doing something or like not actively engaged. Yeah. Like allowing your brain to engage itself instead yeah. of being engaged by an external stimulus. Yeah. Like, I don't see, like, I guess, like, social media as anything, like, inherently negative, you know? It's, like, yeah, sure, it's, like, not something that's, like, I think, like, a good way to think about it is, like, like, in the past, like, there have always been, like, like, back in fucking, like, Socrates' day, like, like, philosophers would talk about, like, oh, kids these days are just, like, uh, like, playing games with their wooden toys instead of reading books. Like, they're not, like, they should be, like, actively, like, studying and, like, trying to understand these things, but instead they're just, like, wasting these time with these, like, like frivolous, like, activities. Like, I don't really see, like, any big difference with, between, like, like, that and, like, social media in a certain sense. Like, I think that, like, we've always found ways to, like, I guess, like, waste time and, like, we've always, like, 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 felt like there have all like there have always been these concerns about like oh like is this causing like the kids to get stupider or is this like um like yeah like the just like that like if those things weren't there like oh like maybe like people would be better off and like they would be spending their time like doing more pro- like a like 
engaging like more actively with things which are more valuable to them. But I don't like, I don't really see a big difference between social media and like distractions in the past that people have worried about, you know? Like, I think like social media, like I was saying, like is definitely like more like negative in the sense where it's like more exploitative of our brains, like pleasure centers. Like it's definitely like, like they're obviously like better or worse distractions, but I don't see anything like inherently negative or like that much more negative than like distractions in the past, you know? I'm not saying that social media is inherently evil. It's always the relationship with yeah, people, yeah, yeah. Right? That's the yeah. problem, right? Yeah. And so I'm saying that a lot of people have that relationship with social media. I know for a fact that I would have been I would be better off if I didn't scroll a lot on these things. And I think I'm redefining my relationship yeah, yeah. with these things. Okay. And it has helped me a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because I do find myself having the energy to yeah, yeah. do something simple, like respond to people, right? Like, which is so like dumb if you think about it. why the hell am I not responding to people, but I'm going and scrolling on these apps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so now I'm able to do that more. Yeah. I mean, I think that's perfectly fair. Like, I think a lot of people have like an unhealthy relationship with social media. I guess like, yeah, like the point I was more trying to get at is like, yeah, I don't think there's anything like, 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 again, like, there's nothing like inherently negative, right? It's like just the relationship that you have, like being mindful about that relationship. Yeah, no, I think it's about understanding your relationship you have yeah. with these things. Yeah. Because once you do that, you will know whether it is a problem or not. Yeah. In my case, I examined the relationship I had with social media and I found that it was a problem. Hmm. And so yeah. I've been working on redefining. Yeah. And I encourage everyone to do the same thing. Because I think a lot of people would benefit from that yeah, kind yeah. of analysis. Yeah. Yeah. No arguments there. Yeah, I guess, like, it's almost for me. Like, I feel like... like I guess, like, now, like, thinking about it, like, I have a better, like, sense of, like, why I was bringing this up more, which is that, like, I feel like for me sometimes, like, that idea of, like, oh, like, I'm just, like, like, mindlessly browsing on my phone, like, I should be doing, like, like, more active things, like, I think that can almost, like, turn into, like, a toxic, like, mindset again, where I start thinking about, like, oh, like, I need to be using all of my time productively, like, I shouldn't be doing anything passive, I shouldn't be, like, like, resting there so i i guess that's more of like a me thing but yeah i i think you're you're definitely that's, right that's not the message at all that's yeah, not, yeah it's not like oh go out there and be more productive yeah it's yeah. just allow your brain the you know the time to yeah, yeah. be yeah and things will naturally come yeah and for a long time maybe even they won't come yeah right you will have a low like the first time you're off the phone it's not like you're just going to be magically fucking enlightened, yeah. like this post-nut clarity yeah. and everything's going to be clear, right? It's going to, you're just going to be existing for some time. Yeah. And then things will naturally come. Like slowly you'll have a thought. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. I want to learn more about that. Or Definitely. To, yeah. You know, engage with this. Um, yeah. I want to make this dish. I want to yeah. you know, go eat. Yeah. I don't know. Anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, whatever it is, man. Like, I feel like everyone yeah. has this, some form of meaning inside of it. And I think that's what I'm 
that's what I'm trying to say. Everyone yeah, has yeah. like some artistic value. Yeah. Like yeah. some artistic drive inside them. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think where that social media has been toxic for a lot of people and for me is it's preventing that from coming out. Yeah. Because you're trapped in that yeah. cycle. Right. Yeah. So like whatever it is, like dancing, music, like yeah, yeah. if it's engineering, it's engineering. That's great. But <laughs> like, you know, philosophy, yeah, photography, cooking, podcasting, yeah, yeah. writing, <laughs> create. I, I wanna literally anything. People, I yeah. wanna encourage people to do something. Right? Yeah. And yeah. and I think and then you have these things about oh like it won't be <laughs> why even try like, yeah, yeah um you know if it's not better than everyone else yeah, uh, yeah. but that's not the point of art right like, yeah you almost turned art into this competition yeah somehow, which is so dumb yeah i, I mean, like, yeah go ahead no i was gonna be like oh other people draw better than me why even draw, why draw? <laughs> like, yeah i got you right. i got you and yeah. then, you know, like, I I want to help break that in some way. Yeah, yeah. Like, I want to, um, let's, maybe we should start a column or something. Maybe we should start <laughs> submissions. Like, we'll use our platform to showcase Wait, people's art. That would, I would be kind of down, because I actually watch a podcast where, like, yeah. every episode, like, people submit, like, just fan art of the people yeah. <laughs> in the podcast. And, like, they show that before each episode. No, totally. Let's do yeah. it. Like any art. Send us your best pineapple drawings. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm not even saying that. I'm no, 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 I know. Not even related to the podcast. Just any piece of art that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I got proud you. Of, you know that yeah. you created. Yeah. We'll, we'll show it. Even if just it's anything you do. Yeah. 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 Um, it's a little um, clay pot you made. Like whatever. Like. Be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, no, so, definitely. I think that's very fair. Like, I, I think, like, the key is, like, just, like, almost, like, it's, like, to take, like, an, an active role in, like, what you're doing and, like, what you're doing, like, yeah. in your life. Since we were talking about, like, taking those steps, like, to do like to do things more actively and to like engage with your life more like what what do you think like the big things that you've or like the big steps you've taken so far that have been positive like what have you seen like that you really enjoy and that you really like doing now that you've taken that step back i think in the process of figuring out how to navigate this kind of constant push and pull of work-life balance it's that comes later. I still, I'm still even <laughs> getting to that part where I'm figuring out what things I actually enjoy doing. Yeah. I think a lot of it has been understanding, trying to figure out why, how I ended up in this place in the first place. Got you, got you. Uh, because until you do that, I feel like, so here's what happened, right? For me, I was like, okay, I'm going to invest more in my hobbies. Okay, instead of working all working all the time, right? Yeah. Um, at 
you know, at my job. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, let me do that. So I tried achieving work-life balance by working on my hobbies and myself more, but I'm still operating within the same lens that I've always operated it. Yeah. So everything became a job. Yeah. So if I picked up music production, <laughs> or if I picked up playing the guitar, or going to the gym, whatever, it became an obsession too. It became, I have to do this every day. I have to make this much progress in this much time. I have, this is the future that I see with it. You know, this long-term vision, this plan, it just all came up naturally with it. And so after like a little bit of doing that, I would burn out and it would overwhelm me. And I wouldn't even realize that it's doing that, but I would not want to do those things. Yeah. Right. So then like, it was like, okay, like what is going on? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I think a lot of, after a lot of reflections, like, I think, I think it's two front, right? One is like, one is like there's there are practices to to help figure out what you want to do where you're at now and there's some ways to do that and the second part is the roots so first i'll talk about that root right yeah and that's for me that has been like this kind of in high school i developed this work ethic because i things were difficult like it wasn't like I wanted to stand out, but I wasn't like, I wasn't the class genius. You know what I mean? Like I wasn't like, oh, just retaining information at light speed. Like, yeah, yeah. Like understanding things the first time. Like, no, it was a lot of, it was a lot of hard work. Right. Um, and so I developed that work ethic and kind of that obsession. And, and then I allowed that to consume my life. But now when I do anything, I do it with that same lens. Yeah, yeah. So everything just becomes, while it helped me in that moment, that yeah. skill that it helped me in that moment, you know, get to college, uh, graduate college, like all these things, right? Yeah. Um, now, at this point in my life, it's taking away from my experience, right? Yeah. Like now I'm realizing that that's not all there is to it. This is kind of a segue into this book that I read called Porter Life. Okay. And it's a really great book. I think it came out maybe a couple few years ago. It's kind of describes how people are on a range between stability type and meaning type. Mm. And stability types generally like the idea is like, the, oh, you, you view the world as like kind of a series of obstacles that you have to overcome and things you have to achieve, you know, setting things up for a better tomorrow. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like the way we describe conventional success in our society, yeah. right? And like how you're supposed to live your life, what it means to, you know, being a homeowner by 30, like getting married, like, you know, all these things, right? Yeah. Um, retiring at 60, like everything. Yeah. yeah. And then you have... And then on the other end of the spectrum is meaning types, where it's like generally people who fall into the far end of this um, bucket is like, you know, people who 
usually don't conform to these norms where um, for these people, like the world kind of looks grim and pointless and depressing. And, you know, these structures that are there just kind of feel wrong and daunting and they're kind of branded as non-conformist. Um, it's not that they don't have aptitude or talent. They have a lot of that, but they struggle with like, you know, everyday things, right? Engaging with everyday things like, yeah, you know, um, uh, setting up a 401k, thinking about finance, like thinking about like whatever the fuck, right? Why you um, gotta add me like this, bro? <laughs> <laughs> All of those. Let me write those down. Am I describing you yeah. right here? Are you? He's, li- he's literally me. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, continue, continue. No, I think, I think there are. While there may be some inherent nature to these things, um, for me, I'm realizing like. I used, I would like if you'd asked me a couple of years ago, I would have probably been like, yeah, I'm a stability type. That yeah. But I don't think that's true. I don't think someone is a stability type or someone is a meaning type. Yeah, necessarily. yeah. I think someone has a like everyone has a certain percentage of this like, and yeah. and this will change over time, right? But I think I think for me, what. I learned was I learned how to be a stability type by developing kind of by like going into hyperdrive and like, yeah. yeah. And like figuring out how to be conventional in that. Yeah. uh, How to be successful in the conventional sense of the world. Yeah. Like, and, but what I realized is that was taking away from, me feeling fulfilled it yeah, wasn't yeah. helping me feel fulfilled and, yeah and that's a, kind of the point of the book where it's like okay like if you grew up one way if you look at life through this way like you probably need like you you'll hit a point where like you want to find more meaning you yeah you want yeah. to like let go of these things and and kind of go in there is a certain act of balancing that happens yeah, both yeah. sides right yeah for meaning for people who start out like on the meaning path like they're more like for them it's more like learning how to engage with the world in a way that doesn't overwhelm them yeah yeah and like also like helps them like you know be successful in that conventional sense but keep feeding their soul and i think that's what it is for both those people it's like it's like similar to like having both masculine and feminine energy yeah yeah it's Life is a mixture of these things, yeah. right? And you need both, balanced. regardless of what gender you are, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, well balanced, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so that's yeah. that's what I realized. And yeah, I was at a point where it's like, oh yeah, everything needs to be optimal. My fucking credit cards have to be optimal. Yeah. I need the best vacation. I want to go to the gym. I want to work yeah. on myself. Like. I want all of these things, but it's like, it was so overwhelming and like, yeah. And I, at the end, I still felt empty, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, I was almost doing these ways as a way to doing these things as a way to deflect from the emptiness I was feeling inside. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, that, oh, something is wrong. Um, yeah. and so it's interesting. Like I'll tell people now, like, when when people are like, oh, like, what are you what are you up to? Like, how's life? Like, you know, I tell people I'm learning how to be responsible. 
<laughs> I'm learning how to just listen to myself and I'm learning how to let go of like all these conventional ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm learning how to leave my room messy. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not cook because I don't want to. Yeah. That was the problem always. Whenever I had some free time, I spent it figuring out how to make my life easier in the future. Yeah, yeah. So if I had free time, I would go do my laundry. Yeah. Optimize. Or I would go, yeah, I would go like, I would go meal prep something for yeah. tomorrow. Or I'd go book a flight for later. That, you know, so that, it, that, so that it's done in advance and I get a good price and like yeah, all yeah. this shit, right? And it was just constantly, constantly that instead of actually relaxing or actually like, yeah, honestly, actually relaxing and even giving me the chance to approach something that's more meaningful. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah that, that was yeah so that, that's that's kind of my kind of roots i guess on the issue the second part what i was mentioning is the things that are helping me kind of achieve that helping me trying to get in touch with myself a little bit more yeah first of all the daily check-ins like i mentioned yeah right like like what am i feeling where am i feeling it what am I going to do the rest of the day? I was listening to this podcast and it had this Buddhist teacher, Jack Cornfield, on it. And he'd be like, when you're feeling these things, when you're feeling confused, like overwhelmed, like anything, just ask yourself, hey, what would love have me do today? And if you're feeling overwhelmed, maybe the answer is stay in, order food, watch yeah. a movie, right? Yeah. Take care of yourself. I feel like that's what work-life balance comes down to. It's just yeah. listening to yourself. Yeah, definitely. Like, oh, if I separating like, oh, how you treat yourself versus like, just imagine you were your best friend. Yeah. A separate person. What would you tell your best friend to do if they listed yeah. out everything going on in their head and in their life? Right. And just yeah. like asking that question. Instead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then it, the answer becomes more clear. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. And yeah. I don't know, man. If I feel like if I went back and I told that person, like if I told myself <laughs> like a year, two years ago, like, hey, at the, every, at the end of every single day, you deserve to feel whole and full and not worry about all the things you have to do tomorrow and just yeah. let life happen. I would have looked at myself funny. <laughs> I would have been like, "You, f yeah, that's the weirdest fucking shit I've ever yeah. heard." Like, <laughs> no, no, I got you. Like, if I did that, like, how am I gonna have a multi-million-dollar yeah, yeah. home and be able to take exotic vacations? You yeah, know, yeah, and to fucking Saint Lucia yeah. and Seychelles and Santorini and and not have to work after thirty-five. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah no i got you yeah i mean like i i yeah no i mean i feel i feel exactly the same way like i definitely like not like i think like what you said about like um like treating yourself like your best friend like giving yourself that compassion like i definitely like feel like for me too like that's something that's very foreign for me and like just like instinctively my reaction like especially in the past, like now to a certain extent too, like I 
I think like that idea of like treating myself well and like giving myself time, like I would have like just been like, no, like, yeah, like that would have seen like such an alien, like stupid idea to me. Hmm. Like, yeah. 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 I think one kind of perspective that helped me um, is that this kind of doing a bunch of stuff every day and being yeah. productive and this kind of conventional su- idea of yeah. success is only there because because that's the society we've built. Yeah, yeah. Where that is valued over everything else. Yeah. And once you kind of realize that, it's like, what the hell am I doing? Like, yeah. What? <laughs> it, like, yeah. Yeah. No, I guess. Because that concept like blows my mind sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just take a step back and be like, what the fuck is this actually? Oh, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do want to say, like, I feel like it's a privilege that we're even talking about this. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, that we even have the luxury to talk about this. Yeah. Because a lot of people don't. Because a lot of people don't. Yeah. Right? Like, they're just doing this to survive. Yeah. Like, if you're burnt out and you have all these things to do, like, all these bills to pay and, you know, kids to send to college and medical stuff to yeah. worry about, like, everything, like, That sentence won't make sense to you. Yeah. Like, hey, what would love have me do today? You'd probably just scoff at it. Like, what do yeah. you mean? Love would have me pay the bills today. <laughs> like, yeah. Afford to send my kids to college. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. But I think these conversations are still important because that's what's going to help to move yeah. the needle forward, right? Definitely, and yeah. I mean, like, we're we're definitely privileged to have, like, the ability to, like, have this conversation, but, like, it's, like, that that should be a privilege that everyone has, right? Like, yes. everyone should have the ability to do what's fulfilling to them. Not, like, nobody should have to be in that mode where, like, all you're doing is surviving, right? All you're doing is just, like, ticking off things one day to the next, hoping that, like, your kids will have, like, a better life, like a life where they don't have to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean... It's a, yeah. What is it? It's a Maslow's, Maslow's hierarchy, right? Yeah, yeah. That's what that's about. Self-actualization. So, yeah, we just have to get to the next level. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's so interesting because I think, like, a lot of, like, this mindset, like, that causes us to like sacrifice our work-life balance like comes from those sorts of situations that we're talking about right like for my like parents like like for my dad for example like he grew up like he had to support like like four or five siblings like off of his income he had to support like his parents like like to a certain extent like that was a luxury he didn't have and I think like almost like that just almost like without thinking gets passed on to the next generation, right? Even though, like, that's not necessary for us anymore. Or, like, that's not, yeah. So it's, like, but at the same time, like, we still end up inheriting that mindset. We still, like, just end up, like, assuming, like, okay, like, this is what we have to do. When in reality, it's, like, our parents made it for us. Like, we should, like, we should be enjoying the life that they've given us 
and also for them like like you were saying like they don't need to be in that mode anymore either right like they can also spend the time like they've made it now like they can see okay now what what do i actually care about you know yeah yeah and then i feel like it's our responsibility to keep going forward yeah especially for future generations yeah so and just society in general right keep advocating for that yeah definitely i think it's so like yeah go ahead oh no i was gonna say i think there's a quote by like benjamin franklin who said that like my parents studied like or like i studied war so that my children could study can study science and mathematics and they study science and mathematics so their children can spend their life like studying art and philosophy so they can reach a point where like they can just pursue like like to create to like pursue that fulfilling life and we have to keep like moving forward and like like pushing for that instead of like being stuck in the past stuck in like those old mindsets that's true i feel like society we kind of kind of lose sense of that it's so like it's so interesting i saw this post once about how every every decade since the 1850s there's been a newspaper article that says (laughs) with the same headline that says oh some version of oh the new generation oh yeah the new generation wants everything easy yeah they don't want to work they don't want to put in the effort like we yeah do. uh like they just want everything given to them right? yeah um and it's so telling <laughs> that you have the same idea yeah passed down yeah every generation yeah every generation <laughs> is like fucking kids these days have it too easy yeah. when it's like to a certain extent, like, that's, like, like that's the proof that they made it, right? Like, that's what they wanted initially. Like, that's progress. I, yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like, I hope my kids have it easier than me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like, but no, that's the thing, right? It's, yeah. but also, like, understanding their perspective. It's like, they're so bitter from all the shit they went yeah, yeah. through. Yeah. Right? Because it was so fucking terrible for them. No, definitely, yeah. Um. They're like, oh, like, why is it so much easier? It's yeah, jealousy, yeah. right, at the end of, of the course, day. Of course, yeah. And it's also, like, a lack of understanding, right? It's like, if you're used to such a harder life, like, the things which we might struggle with might seem so trivial. Like, oh, uh, like, why are, you, why are you spending so much mental energy on that? Like, why are you, like, 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 why are, yeah, like, why are you taking these things so hard when it's just, yeah, like that, like, the same way that, like, it's like the same way that other people being happier than us doesn't invalidate our happiness. It's like the fact that other people have it harder than us doesn't invalidate our difficulties. Right. And the point is, is to hopefully, yeah. Like we were saying, like get to a point where like the vast majority of people or nobody has to like struggle the way that like our parents and our grandparents had to. Right. The good thing is, I think we are headed in the right direction. I feel like, the fact that you and I are sitting here and having this conversation oh, definitely, is yeah. a sign of progress. Hundred percent, right? yeah. Um, and I do think companies in corporate world, like 
we're they're being more and more cognizant yeah. of these things and even though some of these things are performative yeah like there's no question about it yeah we're still in a better place than we were oh 100 percent yeah. 30 years ago and that's how like it'll keep making progress yeah right definitely yeah the fact that like mental health is mental health um true like therapy is so much more accessible yeah more normalized and there's more normalized yeah people are the point is to really understand where you're at yeah and why you are there yeah what you can do to make it better that's it that's all therapy is really right yeah yeah. there's not it's not more complicated than that yeah (laughs) and so just that having that be more accessible i think is pushing us in that direction there's so many companies offering free therapy yeah yeah for their employees which is great like i think yeah yeah no i definitely think like yeah it's a big improvement like it's almost like a a sign of like what we were saying of things like improving right it's like once we once we start moving in a direction where we our physical needs are taken care of like now it's like okay like what what do we need where do we need to be mentally to actually both be fulfilled where do we need to be yeah yeah so yeah yeah and i kind of um i guess like i guess there's a question you originally asked right yeah what has the process been like for getting more in touch with yourself and like figuring out what what things give me more yeah and stuff like that uh you know i i started going to yoga yeah yeah yoga yeah yoga has been cool um i've been taking random classes around the city just like trying to figure out like i took a pilates class yeah very cool (laughs) (laughs) it was very very hard yeah i was was, about to say i was trembling oh my god through like it was so hard that shit (laughs) is not easy um also yoga is hard like if you go if you're going to a good proper yoga yeah proper yoga (laughs) I have been like every time I've gone to yoga so far, like so far, yeah. I've I've sweated, yeah, and I've also felt so much more relaxed, yeah, yeah, um, and just like open. And I think it's interesting. I have realized things as I'm doing the yoga. Like yeah. it's like I'm yeah. releasing things that are stored, yeah, in yeah, random like you know places in my body. And um, oh, definitely, yeah. yeah. no i got you i mean i think fundamentally that's what it is right like it's that process of like taking care of yourself and like being attuned to your own needs like the specifics of like what you end up doing or what you're passionate about like that'll obviously vary from like what time in your life it is like who you are but like the the fundamental like process is what's important like yes and there's a certain sense of you need to explore you need to go out and see what and live it for yourself right and then you and then like over time you'll know yeah yeah no 100 percent. yeah i feel like assuming in advance like what those things are is almost like the fundamental problem right we like because i think like yeah like when you don't take that step back and like take that time to listen to yourself like a lot of times you fall into those unhealthy habits just like on impulse and you just assume like okay like these are the things i want to do in my life like you were saying right like oh i want to accomplish these things when in reality like it's about giving you that space 
giving yourself that space to like explore yeah i guess i had like some stuff like a story kind of or like related to like when you were talking about like the stability like my like a uh, personality type and like how like the sorts of realizations you came across like i almost feel like as someone who like leans more towards like the meaning type like it's so fascinating to see like i feel like the issues that i struggled with were so different but like fundamentally like the underlying issues were so similar about like like i was saying like not taking that time to listen to myself not like forgiving myself like i think like throughout like my life like i've very much struggled with like okay like i know like 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 even back in like like elementary school and middle school like i knew like i was really passionate about philosophy but it's like i've always struggled with like feeling i guess like it's like when you when you talk about like those norms about like certain things you're supposed to accomplish like i have like very much felt like this sense of like oh why should i be doing these things like that's not actually what i want to do with my life this like instinctive like i guess like like attempt to escape from like those things like i guess like the norms that i felt like society was trying to put on me and i feel like that almost itself became something that i started doing like mindlessly and started becoming like destructive yeah like there definitely been projects where like i was working on design or a big milestone um for my promotion where because there were certain deadlines i need to hit like i ended up uh, working on odd hours or like um like ruining my sleep and then um or i might like or I might decide like, oh, like I'm not going to go out like this weekend. I'm just going to like stay in the apartment and like just like grind it out um, like just like the, the entire like weekend. Or um, I would end up like neglecting going to the gym because I was like, oh, I need that extra time to like finish up um, like, yeah, like the project I'm working on. And what would end up happening is that like I would start like I would just end up like skipping those things more and more to the point where like it wasn't even really that I was getting much work done. It was just essentially that like, like, yeah, like I like just like that, like feeling that like, oh, I need to like spend longer on this. Like I need to make sure it's perfect. Like I need to make sure like it's done at a certain time. Like I just ended up like consuming my life, like with work to a point where it wasn't even that I was working effectively anymore. It was just that like, I was constantly consumed with like that worry and that stress and like that feeling that like, oh, I need to be like uh, working more and I need to be like, like, yeah, being more productive. And so I would end up like neglecting myself and like, um, yeah, not taking care of myself and like, yeah, just ending up in a really bad place mentally where sometimes I would like have to take like a sick day just because like I felt like, I ended up feeling so awful and it's like i would realize after that like oh like you took the whole day off like nothing actually happened no one really cared that much like it wasn't like there was actually this like world ending deadline that you needed to get done but it's just like i got so like consumed at that mindset that i would just like mindlessly like throw myself at it like even though like it wasn't actually like like even from the standards of like oh, like I have to like work well and I have to work like optimally. Like I wasn't even doing that. I was just like burning myself like down to the, down to ashes. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain sense of 
make being made to feel more important than you are right like it like i feel like that's a common theme yeah and so you feel like you have to work a lot and yeah you're like oh i'm the only one who can do this i have to do this it's yeah, like, yeah this this project is my baby you know i look yeah. all of these feelings right <laughs> and make, like burn yourself out yeah along with you know the the plans of the future and all that yeah. shit, right um the other thing there is because we're so burnt out from the week and so repressed we have this big release on the weekend right like big release where all we get together you know people just go out drinking and and um yeah and yeah drinking and getting high and like all of these things right yeah um and that's where like the work hard play hard yeah comes in. but it's so like that's such a flawed ideology yeah, yeah. because life happens between the work hard and play hard yeah, yeah it's like it's like it's like we built up all this frustration and we have this big yeah. release right and then we're back to the same frustration again yeah uh, and we're not any well more well rested we're yeah. not full it's like taking vacations i yeah. feel like my there was a point in time my mom would be like oh like what do you mean you're burnt out like you're taking all these vacations and it's like <laughs> they don't help like yeah. they don't help like <laughs> yeah they're like a temporary escape and it's yeah, back yeah. to the same shit yeah it doesn't actually help you feel any better yeah, yeah. um or any more yeah. prepared to go back yeah i mean kind of idea of living for the weekends and for the vacations yeah. it kind of gets built into our head yeah and a lot of times, like, yeah, like you were saying, like, it's not, like, it's not even that it's a big release. It's just afterwards, like, you you still feel a shitty. So a lot of times, like, if you drink and stuff, like, you end up feeling even shittier. But it's just, yeah. like, like, yeah, you're not, you're not releasing any of that stress. You're not releasing any of that unhappiness. You're just burning your free time. Yeah. No, I, I think this is, this is what I was trying to say yeah. with the whole social media thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like this is what's preventing us, right? Yeah. Like this is what's preventing us from yeah. engaging with ourselves. Yeah, right? yeah. And with the world. It's like yeah. as soon as we have this time now, we're fucking we're like, all right, I just need to I just need a big release. Like I'm yeah. so tired from work. Let's all get together, let's party, let's yeah. let's just get high, like I don't know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. in other like you know there's new like i know like things like investment banking they have a big coke culture like yeah <laughs> yeah i think it all comes back to the same thing yeah i mean that's almost like like yeah like that's a just like that what we're talking about like just even worse like it's like that that has like rotted even more where it's like when you're in that kind of high stress environment it's like you end up like going for more destructive ways of like releasing that energy releasing that pent-up like unhappiness right like it's honestly it's a way of keeping your feelings repressed yeah yeah right like that's all it is like you watch you you what i mean you, you've all seen wolf of wall street right <laughs> The reason they're like, oh, you know, the whole rookie numbers. Yeah. <laughs> what does it do? It just rip. It just, it's just number like, goes up. 
yeah it's that's just, literally it all it is is just like okay like it's an unhealthy coping mechanism yeah. this is the shit we talked about last time right yeah it's like the coke and the you know yeah jacking off for yeah that as it was yeah. In the movie it's a way of <laughs> yeah <laughs> keeping yourself under control yeah 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 it's not about like this or that distraction it's just like mindlessly burning your time instead of like taking that like time to actually live your life and live for yourself so that you don't have to deal with those yeah. feelings at all yeah exactly <laughs> yeah it's like yeah you're not you're not actually resolving those feelings you're distracting yourself I mean, I've definitely fallen into that like mindset before where it's like, yeah, like after I have like such a shitty week, it's like, I'm like, okay, like I'm going to go party today. I'm going to like yeah. drink, like just let out all my stress. And it's just like, I don't, the next day I don't feel any happier. I don't like some, a lot of times, like I'm not even like, like even when I'm drunk, like I can still feel some of that, like just like built up tension. Like it's not like I'm as happy as I would be like if I spent that time to like calm down and relax and like like spend time for myself. Yeah. But I'm glad that we're realizing these things. Yeah. Right. And seeing it for what it is. Yeah. So that we can at least Yeah. Start the process to try to change it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we're never going to be perfect, right? No one's ever going to be perfect. The point is, like, to acknowledge what you're doing and to try and, like, take some, like, agency there. Yeah. All right. So to to summarize, like, I'm, I'm, I'm realizing work-life balance comes down to answering these questions about yourself, really. Um, it's one is, like, are you in touch with yourself? Are you able to feed different parts of your soul? Are you satisfied with your life? Like, and do you feel whole at the end of the day? And what I feel like is you can, you can kind of listen to anyone's spiel about work-life balance, like no matter who it is, you know, Warren Buffett, Jeff Bezos, or any like big hotshot CEO and, you know, whatever the fuck they have to say about these things. But, I think what it comes down to is that work-life balance is about you. The life in work-life balance is your life. You know, it's like you're the one living this life. And it's kind of, there's no like blueprint really um, that you can follow to achieve the perfect work-life balance. I think it's just a process of, staying in touch with yourself as much as possible. And if you're able to do that and you're able to, you know, work a lot and work a lot in whatever you are working in, and that's great, but it may not be true. So it doesn't really matter what anyone else is saying. I feel like it's just, are you satisfied with your life? Um, yeah. And where you're at right now, that's all. Yeah, definitely. Just being mindful of yourself and whether you actually want to do what you're doing or whether it's, yeah, whether it's actually fulfilling you or not. And it's almost like that when we when we were talking about like the connections between work-life balance and anxiety, like I almost feel like, like it's similar for anxiety, right? It's not like there's like, oh, like you believe like 
these specific things to get over your anxiety or you have to do like X or Y, like specific activities, right? It's more about being mindful of yourself and how you're feeling and continuing to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just staying mindful, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that's all there is. So again, like as we're wrapping this up, um, thank you guys for, you know, listening in. Um, I'd like to plug our Instagram again, pineapple blunt rotation. That's where, we post like all of our um, updates to when we're releasing episodes, like any questions we have, uh, that's where we're going to start like answering um, responses to, 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 to the prompts that we put up. And uh, yeah, and that's, that's the main place you can reach out to us, like give us, give us your thoughts about an episode, give us suggestions, tell us your perspective. Um, so yeah, please go follow us on Instagram. Oh, and 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 please hit the the follow button on Spotify or <laughs> Apple Music or yeah. wherever you're listening so you so you get that updates and so hopefully our 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 podcast can reach more people. We we're always asking questions, engaging, like trying to get your guys' thoughts on these topics too before. Um we record the episode, so we'd love to have you guys engage there. So for the uh, for the for the for the art pick of the episode, what do you have here? I feel like it's kind of off. I I don't know how to put it, like off brand or, or off base for what we're talking about on the podcast, um, considering it. the subject matter. But yeah. I've really been. Uh, I've started reading this book, Blood Meridian, or I mean, I started reading it a while ago, but I've really been getting into it. And I have a strong feeling that it's going to end up as like probably my favorite book of all time. So shout out to that. But the subject matter is extremely like disturbing and like violent. So be very warned and prepared beforehand if you want to try to read it. Wow. Okay. What what kind of, what is the... Um premise of it <laughs> um so it's essentially it ta- it's a western so it takes place in like the 1800s and it's about this like kid who joins a gang of uh native american like uh like scalp hunters so in the 1800s like while we were like going into the west and like just taking over the land yeah. um america would literally just pay people to like kill native americans and then come back with their scalps as like proof of like how many people they had killed and they would pay for like the scalps so it's um like the story is about uh this kid joining up with a gang of scalp hunters which is led by this like seven foot this huge seven foot tall hairless mutant who seems to be all-knowing and all-powerful and kind of wants to essentially just destroy humanity and it's about like essentially like the relationship between like violence and history and and morality like how essentially like for america to develop in progress like is it sort of inevitable for like those things to only come about through violence and like in the face of like that sort of violence like essentially like how do you respond morally to a situation against like something and like a group of people like as violent as that like how is it possible to be moral and like is there any even any point in like trying to be moral in the face of that 
So definitely not the, the best thing to, for your mental health, depending on what mood you're in. But like, yeah. there are like, just like these scenes and like even sentences that are burned into my brain, like that are like just some of the most like, just, I mean, first of all, like the way he writes the book is um, the author Cormac McCarthy. He, mm-hmm. he writes in just this insanely like beautiful way. And like that, like juxtaposition between the beauty with which he writes about this stuff and just like the violence is, just there's so much about it that's like like I just think about like lines like throughout the day because it's that powerful wow no that I mean that sounds very very interesting it's like a thought exercise especially the part you said about like oh do we have to go through these periods of terror and inhumane like treatment to eventually be better you know like does it have to be this like slow crawl towards progress slow and painful crawl towards progress Um, yeah very it's kind of topical right now too oh yeah very very topical a lot of things there that are like yeah just like in everyday life surprisingly topical just thinking about that watching uh some of the shit going on right now that's amazing i might i might i might pick that up yeah it's again like it's definitely not for the faint of heart like it is like like there's a there's this uh literary critic harold bloom who called it like one of the best books of the century and he had to try three times before he could finish the book because it was just so like overwhelmingly violent that he couldn't continue reading it wow like it's definitely like I've, i've never read anything like that and but yeah, I mean, I highly recommend like at least trying, you know, like. Yeah, totally. Yeah. For my pick, um, I think <laughs> onto something I will... less depressing. Less, a lot, very. I'm gonna shift <laughs> gears in a very big way right now. It's gonna be a hard right turn, um, or left turn. What, what do people say? Is it right turn? Or left, left turn. Left turn. Left turn. Why is it left turn? Why can't it be right turn? Uh, that's deep. I don't know. Um, going in an orthogonal direction. Um, I I want to plug this um, this this one of this actually one of my friends uh, and his dad worked together to create uh, a show. It's like a it's a sitcom. Oh shit! Yeah, uh, one of my buddies from UCLA, Vivek Menon. He he and his dad, they worked together and they wrote and directed and you know produced with the help of like crowdfunding the uh, uh, a sitcom like an yeah. Indian centric um, sitcom of you know this this brown family in the in the Bay Area this group of brown families in the Bay Area and it's just you know I think I think as as a community we've always been underrepresented in media. Yeah, in in Hollywood and not really having the right representation. Yeah, uh, and so it's I'm very proud um, that you know we're taking the effort to and running these kind of like almost like grassroots campaigns to fund yeah. um, things like this, and it, it's very enjoyable. I, I I 
highly recommend going and watching. It's called The New Normal. I'll plug I'll plug a link sure. in our description. Yeah. But yeah, it's called The New Normal. They've released like I think four episodes. They're all on YouTube. But no, I showed I showed my mom. My mom loves it. Dang. I showed some of my friends and yeah, please please go support and and obviously obviously like yeah, you can't you can't compare it to like sitcoms that are running on Netflix and yeah, of course. you know, big product through big production houses. Like you can't compare, but it is such a great effort. Um you you can tell that they've put a lot of work into it. Um yeah. and you know we we gotta go support and hopefully it gains enough momentum um for them to kind of take something like this to the next level. No, so definitely. Get what's out there the, and watch uh, it. Yeah. Yeah, what's the YouTube channel? Because I'm trying to search it up, but there's a different TV show that's coming up, so I want to make sure. Yeah, it's... Let me find it. There is another series called The New Normal. That I found that issue when I was looking for it, too. Yeah. Um, the New Normal Indian Family. How about that? Aha, there it is. It's the channel is called Evergreen Productions. Okay, I see it. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, if you just search like the new normal. It's not the. Sorry, it's new normal, um, and then just say like Indian American comedy <laughs> series. Like it'll show up for sure. Yeah. Sweet. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out.